Hey mama, do you find yourself wishing you knew you were on the right path with your business or wanting to know how to do it all as a work at home mom and entrepreneur? If you struggle with imposter syndrome, mom guilt, or fear of failure, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Alexia, a Christian mindset coach, passionate about teaching moms how to renew their minds to find success both in business and motherhood. You can overcome the negative thoughts holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. I know what it's like to worry your business will never work, to feel mom guilt every time you work on your business, to realize your mindset is hindering you, but not knowing how to change it in a Christ-centered way. I created the Mom with a Calling podcast to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's Word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from negative, paralyzing thoughts and gain clarity and confidence to go where God is leading you. As you step out of the old way of thinking and into God's way, you'll find more peace, joy, and purpose. Pop in those earbuds and get ready to let God work in you so he can work through you. Hey there, and welcome back to the Mama with a Calling podcast for another episode. I am so sorry that I did not put out a podcast episode last week. I was sick. You may still hear it in my voice, so I could not record anything. Um, A, I was literally out of commission, just like asleep. It's like the flu or something. Um, but I also then had like a really frog voice. So here we are, um, today. And before we get started, I just want to ask, uh, if you haven't had, if you had a chance to grab our free quick start journal prompts to help you start to have a biblical mindset as an entrepreneur, this is a free guide. Um, it's about worry because I know that worry is something that we all struggle with. And this is a quick start guide that's going to give you seven different Bible verses to read And then start to see as truth along with short journal prompts to get you started on reflecting on your current thoughts versus what the Bible says so that you can start to renew your mind. So it's like a great primer to just kind of start saying, okay, here's my current thought. Here's what scripture says. How can I start to have a biblical mindset as an entrepreneur? And it's going to start you on that path to start making those changes. So to grab that for free, just go to mamawithacalling.com slash stop worrying with a hyphen in between there, stop hyphen worry. Um, I'll also put a link in the description below to make that easy. All right, so today I'm bringing you an interview with a guest I had on the show, Naomi Feta. She is a sewing entrepreneur. So she both sews as a business and she teaches sewing online. And I'm really excited for this conversation because I know there are many of you that have more of an artistic or creative gifting, but you're not quite sure how to really translate that into a business. It can feel like maybe you have to take anything art and either not make a lot of money or, um, you know, do something in person or, or, or it just feels like, like, what are your options? Um, so hearing from Naomi about what she did, I hope that it will be inspiring to you on what your options may be and just kind of hearing how how she turned this into a business. And even if you aren't a creative person or you don't put yourself in that category, there's still something for you here too. Um, Hearing how God worked everything together for her business to happen and how God just, you know, looking retrospectively at what God did is just so inspiring and encouraging and how he led her to where she is today. I just think that's for everybody. So I hope that, um, you know, it's encouraging for anyone feeling called to kind of go against the norm, right? to have your own business, to do your own thing. Um, so with that, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Naomi Veda. 
All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Mama with a Calling podcast. Today, I have joining me on the show, Naomi Feta, who um, is a sewing entrepreneur offering the local community bridal alterations, custom slip covers, and online she teaches sewing as a life skill and inspires moms to use sewing as a means to build a business from home. She is the author of Beyond Head Knowledge, Knowing Christ Who Satisfies Our Hearts, and is the creator of two sewing-themed journals. Naomi and her husband resided upstate New York and homeschooled their three children. Welcome to the show, Naomi. Thanks so much for having me, Alexia. I'm excited to have you on the show because there are people in the audience who, like clients I've had and that I know of others, who are just interested in more of the creative side. And there's definitely this, you know, narrative when you're creative that, I don't know, it's like this classic thing of like, you're never going to make money doing that. Or you have to use it in a very, like, you might be artistically inclined, like I have a sister that's very into art, but it's like, you might have to do that in graphic design or something, but making a business out of your creative passions is something that feels maybe like it's hard to figure out. So I'm excited to hear your journey because I know that people in the audience are going to, to want to hear how you did that. Yes, absolutely. So I started sewing as a kid and it was not something I ever dreamed of doing as an adult for a career. Uh, but it was something I just was always sewing. And one source of inspiration that I had was when I was in my early 20s, I was probably about 20, 21. Um, a friend of mine, her she was getting married and I was in her bridal party and there was this family it was a mother and daughter that worked from home and made all of the dresses from for her wedding and they had a business off of that and that was my like inspiration to start uh because i at the time was working in retail management and it was so i started in 2007 which was before a lot of the online jobs for moms were available or even in inception and I kind of had this dream that I wanted to work from home and it was like just that little inspiration from seeing them made me go like oh I I want to do that I I think I could do that isn't that awesome just how those things kind of come across your your path and then it's like wait a minute and that's what I think that's why I love having people like you on and just talking to other people who have done business because when we come from a we 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 don't know what's possible or like options until we see examples of that. So hearing those stories can be really inspirational to say like, wait a minute, if somebody else could do it, then I could do it. I know that that's how I got into online business, though it, it was a complete not, I wasn't good at it, but it was Etsy, same kind of, I was like, when I went to go get married, I was looking at ways to have DIY and I was like, people are making these things. That's so crazy. And they're selling them on the site called Etsy. And then like a couple of years later, I was like wanting to figure out how to, you know, work from home or something. And I was like, I like earrings, I guess. <laughs> I was like, I'll try to make earrings. It was, that was terrible. But like the idea was kind of like put in my head that this is an option. This, there's other, other possibilities. So, um, so when, so you, you covered a lot of time there in that, in that brief sentence. So take us back to when you, when you realize that, um, it was an option. What was the journey like to actually getting started and venturing into that business? So when I came back from that wedding, I wasn't engaged yet. I was dating my husband. And then I had this um, 
gentleman in my life who was like a spiritual dad to me because I lost my father when I was quite young. He was a small business owner locally. So I mentioned to both of them that I had this idea. So then the next thing I know, my spiritual dad, his name is Walt, he handed me business cards. He had my business named. He had my <laughs> phone number on it. That's funny. And um, I think at the time it said like, custom sewing and alterations like I literally had no idea what I was doing like that was the start of it and my husband which we were um we were married what a year later so I guess there was a little now that I'm thinking about it, there was a little lapse in time between when I had that idea it, there was probably about a year window of like maybe I was talking about it some maybe I didn't talk about it right when I got back that um but then just before we were married, I got the business cards and then I started. So he and my husband started passing out cards and a lot of my first clients were like um, people that worked with my husband or at the time I was in so retail management, but it was in a convenience store setting. So even some of my customers from the convenience store would need like pants hemmed. So those were like my initial people that like either someone I knew knew or like I knew them. And going back to like the family that I saw sewing, my thought when I started the business or when I had the idea was that I was going to make clothing from scratch for people like gowns Mm -hmm. because growing up, I didn't have any experience altering stuff. I always just sewed from a pattern and went and bought fabric. But um, it was later as I got into it that I realized what people really needed was the repairs and the alterations on stuff that they already had. So definitely, I mean, I think this is true probably for any creative business as we kind of have this idea of what we want to do and then it doesn't always match what the market is and I mean if I had pursued that I'm sure I could have there might be some market for custom gowns but I found that like my local people the demand was really alterations and that's kind of how I turned towards the alterations route and turned it into like really an alterations business and um the same is true for slip covers it was somebody said oh can you do this my husband told them sure and like, I will it... not figure this out now <laughs> so I did I just figured it out and then it became something where there was a demand for it and I just kept going I love that and you're right it's it's that's really important and sometimes it's hard to discern if the desire like you know maybe you wanted to make custom gowns and different things and it's like do you hold out for that and try to find that market or or do you like serve who's in front of you and it's like that desire got you there but the plan the path looks a little bit different along the way and so when I first started, I did have a handful of clients actually that were, they wanted custom work done. And one of them was someone that she was trying to design like a template for a certain jacket that she was trying to mass produce. And I actually got a handful of clients at the beginning for stuff like that. And I think that's a line that if somebody's looking to sew, there's people out there that are looking for people like that. 
Um, and I found that for my own personality, it wasn't that gratifying. So it was, again, sometimes like when you're stepping out and God's leading you into something like recognizing well what kind of feeds your joy and what doesn't. And I really found like I really enjoyed working one-on-one with people that I knew and people that um, or I was getting to know that were very local and it was something that was important to them that would help them in their own wardrobe and their own home. And so I think like that's one of the reasons too why I kind of fell into that area of alterations. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. So that was like in person. And I think that it's kind of funny because there's so much online business. We almost forget that in-person is an option. <laughs> like for a lot of people today, you know, they get kind of confused about the whole online, like, how are you going to get in front of people and how do you do the marketing? And it is a lot. And of course you have the potential of like the whole world, but there's also those people that are like literally around us. And, you know, like you were saying, your husband's handing out cards, your spiritual dad's handing out stuff, maybe talking to people. Um, was there like a fear of like telling people that you have a business or were you just like, I have a business and like, you know, just telling everybody. Um, oh no, there was such a fear. <laughs> Mm-hmm. because I was like terrified that I was going to ruin people's stuff. Like I didn't have any formal training. Um, there were things that I would get that I was like, I have no idea how to do this. And you would just like pray like, dear God, help me. And like, you just, you know, maybe do your research or take your time. Um, and I didn't have mentors. I didn't have anybody in my life that I really could ask, Oh, how do you do this? Which now I'm in like a um, a bridal seamstress group, which is nice to be able to be like, oh, can you like help with this if I need like a question? But for a lot of years, it was just so up until really like last year or the year before, it was just me trying to figure it out. And I mean, you got really good. You do. (laughs) But it's like you just have to be like, okay, God's given me this. And as you grow and progress and your skill level gets better and you just, you know, over time, over, you know, 15 years, you kind of see a little bit of everything. And so definitely I um, I gained a lot of confidence in that. But yeah, a lot of reading books and looking at pictures and just observing how are things constructed and trial and error and all of the above. Mm-hmm. As with every business journey, there's like ups and downs, right? Especially when you're starting. It sounds like you had a pretty good start though. Uh, Like this kind of launch of like, ta-da, you're now in business. Um, But were there times where you were like, why am I doing this? You know, is this the right path for me? What was I thinking? Those kinds of things. And how did you work through that if they were there? Um, So to go back to your first question, I just want to touch on that because I think there might be people in your audience that might struggle with that. So about having a good launch. So it's a good launch, so to speak, but I actually didn't go into business full time. And and again, it wasn't even completely full time. Like I'm not, I wouldn't even call myself 100% full time now. Um, but like I kept my day job for five years mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I had kids and it was by the time my second was born that I fully left my day job. And so there's an element of like that 
you know, sometimes I think when we're going into business and it depends on your journey and what your, your goals are with it. Um, so there was definitely a good buildup of clients before I left like a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So that was the, I uh, just wanted to throw that out there for the first question. Um, and then, but that makes me forget your second question. <laughs> Where did you have any doubts along the way? Oh, yeah. Like question you doing this and all of that. I had a lot of doubts. Um, and especially, so I went into it because I knew that I wanted to be a stay at home mom and I knew we were going to want to have kids and I didn't have the education at the time to do anything else. And so I think for a long time, I thought that this was just my interim life with kids. And after they were a little bit older, they'd go back to school and then I would go get an office job or do something else that I wanted to do. And so I definitely didn't see it as a long-term like more than the child rearing years of business when I first started. Mm-hmm. So it was really um, a couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to intern at United Way when I was also, I did go back to college just to finish my degree. And I was sitting at a desk job and one day a week, I was like, I can't do this. I'm too much of a creative. I hate this. What am I doing? Like God gave me exactly what I was called to do. And why would I ever think that that's not like such a gift? Because I really, it was a wake up call to me to realize that people don't love their jobs. And I do get to do something that I love every day. Like, why would I trade that for something else. Mm-hmm. So there definitely were were some doubts along the way. But it sounds like they were um like pretty quickly like you you had an opportunity to kind of test it without really doing it, which is really neat. Um, um Yeah, although I think that was like a 5 or 10 year <laughs> process. <laughs> I well, hate I mean- to say that, but I'm like one of those people that like people look at me and they're like oh, you, you totally are living like the dream job. And I'm like, you have no idea how much I wrestled with this. Like you're talking years and years. But I think that's really important to bring to the conversation too. I mean, when I, I started thinking about online business in 2015, no, it was like 2014. And then it was like, I didn't actually leave my job until 2018, trying like three or four different business ideas in the middle of that. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do. It was more like, I just know I want to be home. And I wanted to do something because I'm, I'm a scientist by training and I want to do something more creative because business is kind of inherently creative. And I think a lot of people don't think of themselves as creatives. And that's a good point, I guess, to bring up for this episode anyway, is that just the idea of creating products and, and putting like marketing is very creative, figuring out how to design things and what to say and all of that. Like it's very um, creative in, in the way it's done. And um, I wanted that outlet for sure. Like it just felt, it felt fun because they're kind of, and it's also kind of scary because there's like no, it feels like there's no rules. Like you don't know what's going to work. But that's true. Like it takes years um, a lot of times to kind of get your, your bearings and figure out what you're doing. And sometimes there's a lot of shame with the amount of time it takes, but that's on 
our expectations. We wanted it to go faster. We wanted that money. Like you probably wanted the office job because it felt like money, right? Like a certain salary or whatever. And if, and like you're saying, it's like when you got there, um, like it's not creative. It's not what you love to do. And there is this sort of trade-off of what we think of as job security and like money security versus business. But it's not really, once you figure out the business side, it then does become this routine thing. But until you get to that point, it can feel so uncertain. Yeah, definitely. And right, like working for myself now at this point for pretty much most of my working career, there isn't the security of a right of a paycheck but I think too like there's that element of like if you look back and like see the goodness of God like when I left my day job like I had no idea whether or not I really truly had sustainable income like I had clients but it wasn't like built up enough to like pay all of the bills that needed to you know all of that and see like when God calls you to something and you know that that it's time to move forward like he meets the need he totally Mm -hmm. does for sure I've seen that time and time again I think of it as like the woman with the flour the the oil it's like you have what you need today (laughs) yeah and it's like you keep going and a lot of times and I've done episodes on this but a lot of times we we get all upset and I think this is interesting I mean not to say that we should live on the edge all the time of not having enough but it's like we think that we're somehow failing if we don't have like if we get to that point where we have just enough for today, we feel like something's going wrong. And it's like, but you have what you need today. It's wrong when you don't have what you need today. Like then something's really like off. Right. But if you have what you need today, like you might have bills in a week, but those there's a week of stuff that can happen. And so I just think we think that, you know, we're not seeing that we're okay, that God is blessing us and providing today. And it's like that you're going to go back and you're going to go back and you have what you need and you have what you need. And yeah. Oh, it's so true. Like I could even say that. So like now, because I've been in business for long enough, like between bridal work and slipcovers, I'm usually booked out pretty far. But then like in the last couple of weeks, I haven't gotten a lot of like requests. And I'm like, oh, in the back of my mind, is there something wrong with my website? Oh, is there? And then I'm like, what are you worried about, Naomi? Like, you have work for the next three months. Like, why do you? Like, mm-hmm. God always provides. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's so funny. And like, even I think, too, he showed me over the years, like, to rest in that. Because sometimes I don't have the mental space to be thinking about the new requests that I'm getting while I'm working on the current ones. And so it's almost like this grace of, like, Oh, yeah. Well, right now I have this really busy week. So it's really good. I don't have any requests and have to deal with communicating with new people this week Mm -hmm. and just recognizing like the daily grace that God sows into like each piece of our. I know. (laughs) Um, But he does. Yes. But that's true. That's true. And yeah. And I think that's, that's those moments when you, cause that's like the Holy spirit moving that in mm-hmm. you, right. To just see it that way. And I think those moments of true surrender to him providing, like 
trusting that he's going to provide, allowing him to provide, you're still working, you're still doing your stuff, but it's just like, yeah, it's just such a special time, I, I feel like. Um, so talking about your business a little bit, so do you do marketing and things for your, or is it like just the referral stuff is just kind of taken, taken on a life of its own and it just happens? Um, so I've definitely done some, so my in person, I shouldn't even call it that. Like, so I have a, have a, a Facebook page and I've definitely taken some classes on that and built up like working on Pinterest. And then like this past year, I was actually in um, an online membership group on Instagram marketing. I was with Ruthie Gray, who was an, um, she's online, authentic online marketing on Instagram. And so definitely like stuff like that has helped me a lot. I've taken some email marketing courses. And again, some of that is for like more the online business space. But filtering that into even the in-person work. So like I use Business Suite, Facebook Business Suite and Instagram. And I do have a separate like Facebook, Instagram page for my in-person business. Mostly because I'm taking like the bridal and the slipcovers at this point. And a lot of my online stuff has to do with lower scale alterations and I was trying to keep it so that my in-person people wouldn't get super confused and start trying to bring all of the smaller alterations again which that was like a, a transition that I made a couple of years ago during COVID a move and different other things that um kind of helped with some boundaries with homeschooling and that's kind of a, another story too yeah but so it sounds like, so you were alluding to this. So I was going to ask, like, how did it transition from like, now do you, you teach online, you teach other moms, like what's the story there about moving into the online space from the in-person or both? It says you have so both. It's both. Um, and I would say the online is still, um, I think it's one of those spaces where I'm still morphing. Like it's definitely an interesting thing. So what I realized a couple of years ago is that I love to sew. And as my kids get older and what would it look like for me to like, I don't want to sew 40 hours a week. I like, I like to sew for like 15 to 20 hours a week, but I don't want to sew for like, I'm a people person. I love mm -hmm. the creative aspect of online. I love canva and all of that like i think i'm just a super creative person and i can't sit sit and do the same thing all week long or something like that i don't know that's how our brain works so then um what i realized is everyone's always asking me about what i do because i guess it's very unusual <laughs> like people just you don't run into people every day that sew for a living mm -hmm. so, and just the whole concept of it was frequently our grandmother's generation and before that sewed, but a lot of people that are in the child rearing phase right now don't have moms that sewed. And so they've never had it demonstrated to them. So there is a whole generation really that barely knows the basics. And so that's how, in part, how I got into the online space is it's like has that creative element so I teach a couple of classes in person at a local shop and then I do have some video classes up um, I offer some 
coaching, to start your own in-person business, as far as just working through the process of um, what does it look to have alterations shop, whether you want it in your home. There's so many things when you are dealing with an in-person business to try and figure out, like, mm-hmm. because it's not something that you hear a lot about in the online space. Most of the time, you're hearing about how to build a business online. And so there's not a ton of training out there as far as how to build like a home-based in-person sewing business. Um, and then I offer like tutorials, PDF tutorials for some alterations, etc. So that is the beginnings of my online business. <laughs> That's exciting though. And it makes sense. Like, as you, like you said, this is what they say the internet people um that when there's something that people are asking over and over it's Mm -hmm. like then a number of people want to know the answer to that question and that's a business idea right it's a felt need like they're saying like they're interested some like like I was saying you know having you on the on the show because there are people that maybe didn't even consider sewing as an option and maybe they like that I cannot actually sew um and so I'm you know one of those people that like I mean, I use a sewing machine a couple of times and I know like very basic, but like when I say that, I just mean like the act of like one, I don't know, like nothing. I can't. So like, yeah, as I've, but I always had, I remember in college getting all this fabric. I don't know what I thought I was going to do with it, but I got all this fabric because I was going to make myself clothes. It was like a thing in like, like 2005, like thinking that I was going to make like the, I get the pattern, you know, and then I get the, I don't know how to use the pattern. So it's like, you know, you get these things and you like mm-hmm. want them. It's like a cool thing or it was then to like make my own pajamas or like, if you do have even just like those basic skills for moms to just mend clothes or mm-hmm. make cute stuff. And there's obviously the the people who are wanting to sew to sell the stuff they're sewing, um, you know, on Etsy or a local store or whatever. And like you said, a home-based business, which I just love. It feels like it feels like something that's almost forgotten, but it's still needed. Like, you're, you know, that people still do want that. I have a friend. She's like, I have somebody that, that like alters my clothes. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing. Actually. I didn't know there were people that alter clothes. And I was like, cause there are stuff that like my body shape, mm-hmm. I'll find pants that are way too long. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I just don't buy them. And I'm real frustrated. And she's like, just get them. If they're on sale, all you gotta do is like get her to alter them. I was like, what? That's so amazing. Like that would be yes. awesome. Um, and it's funny as I've been getting into podcasting and just talking to people that I've heard that over and over. And of course, when I started, I didn't even occur to me that people needed alterations either. Like I had no idea. And because I, and even it didn't occur to me to alter my own clothes. And so I've been having so much fun with that. And it cracks me up a little bit because I just said to someone the other day, what do kids do when their parents don't sew? Because my daughter is a little fashionista and literally like we'll go thrifting and she'll like be like, oh, mom, I, I kind of like these, but do you think like um you could take the waist in a little for me? <laughs> but that kind of stuff is a thing like people I've been on Instagram accounts where they will find like these big frumpy clothes at their store and they do something cute with them and you're like how do you even know do that I mean it is true like you're giving people a skill whether it's moms giving their kids a skill or themselves or whatever to be able to do so many things just something it seems and I wonder if in your head when you thought about doing online did you think to yourself like 
who doesn't know how to sew? Like, why would anybody buy this? You know, but then you're like, oh, people have no idea how to do this. Uh, definitely. It's taken some work to wrap my brain around the fact that people don't know how to sew. And part of that is because I think I started so young and I, we always had a sewing machine in the house and it wasn't that my mom or my grandmothers were like anything professional and that they even sewed a lot, but you might get a pattern out once a year or whatnot. And so it was always there. It wasn't like a foreign object. And to hear people be like, I can't thread a needle. I don't know how to put a button on. And like, I just hear the stories over and over. I had this one lady that was like, yeah, I had a sewing machine. And one winter I was trying to sew. And <laughs> she said, it jammed. And I got so frustrated. I took it outside and I threw it over the porch into the snow. <laughs> and I mean, like, I just die laughing. But it's the stories that, like, it's people have a real struggle with that. And it's, you know, that's a whole other topic about learning to, like, get along with your sewing machine I, you know I have a sewing machine somewhere but I remember that's my that's my memory of it it jams I don't want to use that thing and it means I'm, I'm doing something wrong I just don't know what it is but isn't but I think it's just it's just so I just wanted to touch on that because this is something that like I'm doing a launch right now and I, I'm it's it's such a weird feeling when you're selling something because you wouldn't buy the thing because you're the one mm -hmm. teaching it. And so it feels like, would anybody buy this? But like, you have to think about the people that don't know that, you know? Yeah. And so I just wanted to say that because I think a lot of times, I mean, I know this happens a lot with a yeah. lot of women is they're going, why would anybody buy that? And it's because they don't know what you know, mm -hmm. what you're really good at or what just comes naturally to you is, is a gift to someone else. They're looking at you going, how, how do you know how to do those things? Um, even just like talking about the sewing stuff, like, so I homeschool as well. And we do, we definitely tried to do a lot of Charlotte Mason style last year. And um, we, I mean, I don't know, we're like all over the place, but one of the things about Charlotte Mason is they want you to do handicrafts and one of them is sewing. And I just thought that was really neat because they, you know, it focuses on learning skills, like crafts that aren't like make a face out of a paper plate but it's mm -hmm. like a skill that's actually useful and so it's like you learn how to sew and then actually make a gift for someone so that you can have this skill that's useful that helps others serves others mm -hmm. and so that's what I was thinking of when you were saying that it's like it's just such yeah. a gift in so many ways yes yeah in fact I just recently published my first homeschool lesson plans for some textile awareness and sewing in part because of that and because what I was realizing is the you know kids and even adults like the whole recognition of like what's textiles and what's what can be done with it and there's yeah it's a whole like thing because you handle textiles every day they're in your house like it's curtains and clothes and mending it and throwing it away and all of that is such a life skill mm -hmm. um and even like as far as like their future finances recognizing if you put a button on a pair of pants you won't have to buy a new pair mm -hmm. all of that is so good for kids to learn or even like my son has this um 
giant shark that is this the it, it's coming apart mm-hmm. and like the stuffing is coming out and I'm like if I knew how to sew this shark that he has is has like the, the stuffing's coming out and I'm like for him to just even be I mean he's only seven but still to be able to to amend it up and like be able to repair something and not have to throw away your favorite toy mm-hmm. or um you know whatever that looks like and so there's like the yeah the um like you said, the financial side, the keeping your stuff, not having to get rid of stuff, but also, and like that, this whole fast fashion, like something's damaged, just throw it away. Like that's a definitely a newer age thing that, you know, for all of history, they had to like make their own clothes. Yeah. (laughs) You are just able to just buy something new, but then there's the creative side, right. Of making, like maybe there's a character that he thinks of and he might want to make a stuffed animal. It's like really unique or something like those things are really fun. Um, so I think that's awesome that you migrated to teaching online and yes, it's a process and a journey to get all of that going. But I think it's, it's just, I mean, it's just a matter of getting in front of those people, mm-hmm. right. And, and focusing on all of that. So as we're wrapping up here, what are some things that you've loved about your business and um, what it's done for your family? So I would say that the thing that I've loved most about my business is actually being local. It has given me the opportunity to know my neighbors and know the community and to walk around town and people will be like, hi, Naomi, because I did their daughter's prom dress or um, I have ha- have people, clients that have watched my kids grow up. Like I did their first slipcover when my 13-year-old was a, a baby and I carried him into their house in a infant car seat to take the measurements and those connections. And so even as we're talking about like online versus in-person, I think like as like I am loving the online space, but I never want to give up my in-person work because I love my community and I love being able to serve them and again that's probably like a personality thing um like I realized like I didn't ever want to sell anything at craft fairs or anything like that because I just love the personal like knowing their family and their people and and seeing them when they need stuff and what is done for my family I mean just in terms of when I started, I didn't know where it was going. And I, I honestly, if I had never started this and never got to never put this on my heart, I don't know what I would have done for work that would have allowed me the dream to stay at home. Mm-hmm. And so I remember when my kids were smaller and I, I just distinctly remember this lady, she was a young mom. I was a young mom. I probably had two kids five and under I don't think my third was born yet and she was an office job and she I was like having pants or something for her for her work and she looked at me and she goes you're so lucky to have something you can do from home and like that has stayed with me to know that there's people that maybe they had a good paying job maybe they had all the education in the world and yet you know, we all make life choices, but they want to be able to stay home and they want to be able to do something that they love. And like, I just feel incredibly blessed that I've been able to do that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And that's the, that's the, my heart, my sadness is that those women who, who don't realize that there are other options. And today they probably do realize more, but they still feel like it's too hard or they just mm-hmm. don't see of the way. And, and it's like, not every woman who works out of the home wants to be at home. So mm-hmm. I feel like it means something when you want to, when you have that desire that, you know, all the mindsets that I talk about on the show, but it's like, you know, figuring out what the root of that is and that it is possible. Um, so I love that it's allowed you to stay at home. And you said some things in that story that I wanted to touch on real quick. Cause you said, you know, taking your baby to a job. So it sounds like you didn't allow sort of like professional, like, oh, I can't because I have a baby. Like you just like, this is who I am. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Sure. Um, there's so much to say about that. I, I mean, when they were younger, I would usually work when they were napping, but definitely like it was always like, this is who I am. Like I'm home. So for the majority of my business, I had a shop in our house and then we moved during COVID and we're actually in the still in the middle of like renovating for a new shop. Um, And so now I travel to clients, but even now after my kids are in the car or with me or something like that. But it was just, this is, they're playing in the backyard when I'm fitting a client in the house. Like there was always shoes at the door. Like there's kids here. They live here. Mm -hmm. So I had a shop, but it was just, um, I mean, I had people say that to me too. Something about like this whole they felt like I had this holistic approach to life and I never totally felt like that because there was totally times where I felt like unprofessional and I'm like you think that you have them settled and here I am pinning a client and then one kid's coming down the stairs into the shop with an ice pop and I'm like please stay there don't get any closer I don't need the blue juice all over somebody's Mm -hmm. um somebody's dress but I mean, I have a memory of like sitting at the sewing machine with my youngest and my oldest in a little rocker and you're just like bouncing him while you're sewing. And it's just this constant, like they knew that I was working sometimes and then um, it, it just kind of morphed together into this, I think like this hometown, small town, family life feel and people just get used to seeing my kids and they would be like happy to see them and just yesterday I was out with my daughter who's 11 and we ran into a client um who I haven't seen for a while and it was just so cool because they're like oh do you remember me so this client had used to have a husky and they literally like when they came to the house to get fitted they would invite the kids out to play with the dog and That's I mean, smart. like, the, but the whole, like, it's just my kids got used to knowing my clients and my clients got used to knowing my kids. And it just creates a sense of like belonging that is, I don't know, maybe missing. And just this whole like family feel like we're not always running from one thing to the next and so busy that we don't get to know each other and like like they don't all get you know it's it's kind of just like this is life as a whole Mm -hmm. and yeah 
that was the other part was the serving others in your community. Like, I love that I'm introverted. <laughs> so I tend to like, but, but it's like to a fault because I will, I'm much more comfortable not going out in my community, but it's needed. It's biblical. And, um, and just to serve people in our community, like, I just love your heart behind that. And I think that that's something that we do lose sight of and doing it in person in online, we have to work on our mindset there. And I have to actively remind myself that I am serving other women, that I am helping them, that I am, you know, coaching them through things that are going to make an impact, but it's, it, because it's so easy to have it be a screen and about and a barrier there versus like in person, you know, I mean, you can make it transactional, like give me your address. Yep. Next. And you can, but you can choose to just, you know, like you said, you're serving them. You're getting to know them. I just, I love that. It sounds like so ideal. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's not always that way, but it's just, just nice to, um, to have that servant's heart around your business, which I think really is what we should be doing for business as Christians is that whatever skills, talents, whatever we have, that we're going to use those to serve others, to love them and connect. Like that's amazing. And then serve a need. So my spiritual dad, who I mentioned, he was a locksmith and he was actually the one that um, he's since passed. He passed um, about five years ago, but you know, for so many years, I had him kind of on my shoulder whispering those things to me. And he really believed that like, like God called him to be a locksmith and that by doing that, he was meeting a need. And so I think even in your creative work, like in some of the notes that I took before this podcast, I was thinking about that. Like there's this element of like, and again, it's personality and different things like the product-based business, but then these elements of service that right we do often forget about like people need it and when you're able to provide something that they can't do for themselves and again coaching and things like that are all part of that but um it is like this element of like being able to serve someone in kind of like this christ-like way of like um really caring about I mean in my line of work like caring about what are they concerned about their body shape like what element is um bothering them and and listening to them and it's not just like let me have your pants it's really getting to know them and care about who they are as a person and got into all of those conversations too Mm -hmm. and I love the like it's almost like don't because I would totally and I've heard people do this too almost, and I wrote down, like, don't minimize the calling, meaning like, you know, thinking that, oh, I just sew, or I'm just a locksmith. And it's like, but people need sewing and people need a locksmith. And so it's just like, yeah, seeing whatever God's given you, um, that it can be used for oh, him. Definitely. So I just love yeah. that. Um, okay. Well, where can people get in touch with you, learn more, find out about you? Um, so predominantly online right now, I'm on Instagram at Naomi Fida. That's usually my platform as far as social. Um, and then I have a website, NaomiFida.net. I have a newsletter there that you can sign up for. And um, yeah, I'd love to get in touch and hear from you. Look forward to that. Okay, yeah, I'll put those links below. And thank you so much for ha- this conversation today, Naomi. I think it was really good. Lots of good wisdom in there. Thanks for coming on and sharing with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. 
Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.